0: We turn to uh, 1 Thessalonians, At the end of uh, this letter. The Thessalonians uh, realize that Paul has been uh, praying for them earnestly. And he says, And the very God of peace sanctify you wholly. And the very God of peace sanctify you wholly. And I pray, God, your whole spirit and soul and body be preserved blameless unto the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. And then he reminds them, Faithful is he that calleth you who also will do it. He will do it. He will uh, sanctify them wholly, the God of peace. And this must have been uh, a great encouragement to the church here in Thessalonica, a church that was going through uh, difficult times, a church that was uh, a new uh, church with new Christians who had turned from their pagan ways and were now... Not really at peace with their family, with their friends, with the world, a world that once uh, was for them as they went the way of the world, but now that they had turned away from uh, the world and now had clung to Christ Jesus as their Lord and Savior, they were, if anything, but peaceful lives that they were now leaving. But they had now the peace of God with them that was sanctifying them, making them whole and holy before God. And so for them to get to the end of this letter, this letter where uh, we read in verse 27, the, the, the one who's reading out and I charge you by the Lord that this epistle be read unto all the holy brethren. So in their midst, they were listening to this being read. At the very end, just filled with that encouragement, knowing that Paul was praying for them and had been praying for them and realizing at that moment probably that the reason why Uh, They were going through what they were going through, which was that peace that they had with God, even though the world was now against them, uh, was upon them now. They had that peace with God, but also uh, that they were being uh, sanctified also. And knowing that, you know, he who started that work in you will complete it. And so therefore, able to say, and with Paul Faithful is he that calleth you, they've been called, who also will do it. He will do it. He will also do it. He will uh, sanctify them. We turn to uh, the Shorter Catechism, question uh, 35, and that question is asked, what is sanctification? What is sanctification? What was Paul praying here when he says the God, the very God of peace, sanctify you wholly? And the answer is sanctification is the work of God's free grace, whereby we are renewed in the whole man after the image of God and are enabled more and more to die unto sin and live unto righteousness. Immediately then, don't we, we see Sanctification is the work of God's free grace. It's mirroring there what Paul was saying. Surely also he will do it. The God of peace will sanctify you wholly and faithful as he. You can trust that he will do it. He will do it. He's called you. So therefore this evening, what I really want to do is just hammer this home, this very point that sanctification is a work of God, the Holy Spirit working in you, transforming you. Because there's far too many times where we think that, well, uh, God's called me, salvation Well, sure, that wasn't me. We know, we know the salvation bit is definitely not me. There's nothing that I can do to save myself. We know the, uh, that we've been uh, justified, and, and ultimately we know that at the end we will be glorified when uh, Lord Jesus comes to take us to be with himself, and that is also something that we know that we have no involvement in also. But that bit in the middle, that bit in the middle, we think, "Oh, God saved me. And now it's up to me to to work out my salvation. As Paul says, work out your salvation. That's not what that means, is it? It's not us who then goes, well, now I have to be holy because God's told me to be holy. I need to work and do that work. I need to pray more, read my Bible more. Yes, we do need to pray more and read your Bible more. But we see here, and... Uh, The Westminster Divine certainly really helped us with this question. They say, sanctification is the work of God's free grace. Sanctification is the work of God's free grace. That process by which God changes you, he transforms you, But far too many times we uh, just think, well, it's it's that work that's required of you, something that you must be doing. And really, I just want to, to, this evening, just to dispel that misunderstanding and find out really, okay, well, what is it about sanctification where this is a work of God's free? grace, it is a work of God's free grace and we are going to uh, turn to to God's holy word because what we need to see is that just for the uh, Thessalonians here, that this this prayer at the end would have been a great encouragement to them because then they could see that it was something that they would uh, um, be, be strengthening them, encouraging them, that they could trust the faithfulness of God. They could trust in the sufficiency of God. They could trust in him that he would work in them the sanctification in their lives. He will do it, as Paul says in verse 24. Salvation, yes, we know that's his work. Glorification, that process of being transformed into that new image in the, the new heavens and the earth we 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 definitely know that god is the one who works in that but in between as i've said we 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 misunderstand we think yes well, well god god god's helping us out here but, but we're the one that's working out our salvation with fear and trembling and we start to believe maybe that we're the ones who are sanctifying ourselves we're the ones who are doing it we are the ones that are working for it and there's so many discouragements to that, because you may be thinking, Oh, well, I should be praying more, I should be reading my Bible more, I should be evangelizing more. I should be more holy, because that's what God has called me to be. I should be doing all of these things. And we we, we think, well, well, yeah, God, God started me on this process. But I've got to keep it going. I've got to endure, I've got to run the race, I've got to keep on going. It's all about me so that I may run the race and claim that prize. You start to believe that sanctification is, 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 is my process. It's, it's uh, proving to, to, to yourself and, and everyone else in the church and anybody who will listen, that yes, I am being more sanctified. I am bearing fruit, more fruit. But that is a uh, 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 wrong. Not too encouraged to sanctify yourself or be working on your sanctification. It's not about what we do or what we don't do but we sometimes think that sanctification is about the things that we do or we, we don't do and it's all about us what have I done to, to, to be more holy God is holy What well, we need to remember that scripture does not tell us regarding sanctification is that it's something that is there to prove you are a Christian, to prove your faith. It's not something where um, you've got to start you on this process and now it's up to you to make sure that you do follow the, the narrow way, that you do, a Pilgrim would be doing it to making his way to the to celestial city. That's not what the scriptures of the Old and the New Testament tell us. Because what we find is, what justified, what was it that justified the believers of old? And we read, don't we, in the Hebrew, in Hebrew, that is the Hebrews. What, why did Abraham finally make it? To be glorified. And the right of the Hebrews tells us, well, it was by his faith that he made it there. And we know that he had lots of ups and downs on the way. We remember David as well, and we read about him in Hebrews 11. And that process—it's—it's—it's it's, it's, it's by faith. It's by faith. And we see that, don't we, in the, the Westminster Divines when they look at that question 35, and you look to the uh, the, uh, uh, the the longer, uh, uh, the larger catechism. Again saying, it's question 75, what is sanctification? It's a work of God's grace. It's it's the powerful operation of his, his, his spirit. Applying the death and resurrection of Christ unto them. The Holy Spirit applying unto them the death and resurrection unto them. Something that's being done to You, not something that you do for yourself, being renewed in their whole man after the image of God, having the seeds of repentance unto life and all the other saving graces put into their hearts and those graces so stirred up and increased and strengthened as that they more and more die unto sin and rise unto newness of life. It's what is happening to you by the grace of God which then... Stirs you up. The uh, Westminster Confession of Faith 14.2. The principal acts of saving faith are accepting, receiving, and resting upon Christ alone for justification, sanctification, and eternal life by virtue of the covenant of grace. Principal acts of saving faith are accepting, receiving, and resting upon Christ alone. Christ alone. And this is when we use the words we we, we we use the word monogistic rather than synergistic. Monogistic. There's one doing the work. There's one who has the power. There is one who is working in you. We're not synergistic. That would be the opposite of that. That would be two working together. No, it is monogistic. It is Christ alone, the glory of God alone, the Holy Spirit working in you. So therefore, we don't work with God, remember, for for our salvation. We know that. We don't work with God in in our glorification, we know that. And so therefore, that bit that comes in the middle, our sanctification, we don't work with God with that either. Before you are thinking, well, we don't do anything, well, we know that, because the Westminster Divine says, well, no, you'll be stirred up. You'll be stirred up. In your faith, which is also the gift of God, to, and to, to obey your heavenly Father and his commands. So therefore, we are required to obey, be obedient, be faithful. We are called to be obedient and faithful. But that comes out of what Christ has done to his Holy Spirit in stirring you up and working that sanctification in you remember paul as he's talking to the philippian church uh, beginning of chapter one and he's talking about and he's he's, he's applauding them for their their obedience he, he wants to encourage them and how does he encourage them he says well i am sure of this that remember the one who began that good work in you You'll continue that work of, of regeneration. He began a work, good work in you, and He'll bring it about to completion at the day of Jesus Christ. He began it in you, and He will complete it in you. That time between your um, salvation and your glorification, remembering when, uh, to the time when Jesus will come back, God is going to finish what He started. He will complete that process of sanctification. He will complete that process of sanctification, but not you. We turn to Hebrews chapter 12. Remember Jesus, he says, is the founder and perfecter of your faith. You didn't found your faith. You don't perfect your faith. He is the one who started your faith. He perfects your faith. So we see here that the writers in the New Testament, they, they, they tell us that, that sanctification is a process of, of you give, having that, that greater awareness and, and stronger faith in Christ Jesus. Why? Because that is what God is working in you. Faith comes, so from faith comes, comes our obedience. And this is the thing, isn't it? Because we know that in this life, Perfection will not come. But our our faith and dependence on on God is is what will grow. And therefore the fruits that we bear will grow and be good fruits. Uh, And and we we need to remember that that's the power of the Holy Spirit working in you. Mm -hmm. That's what Paul is saying. Well, look to Christ. Look to Christ. He is the one who started it. He founded it your faith, and he's going to bring it all the way to completion in the end. And we remember the, the, the Galatians, don't we? That church in Galatia that Paul wrote to when he was upset with them, angry uh, with them, and, and he asked them, like, well, who, who's deceived you? And he asked them that question in, in uh, chapter 3, isn't it? Beginning of chapter 3, he says, he says I'm going to ask you a question. He said, did you receive the Spirit, this work of transformation, by you working, by the works of the law, by obedience? Did you do that? Did you work that out for yourself? Did, did, are you working? Did you, have you transformed yourself by what you're doing? Or that by faith, by, by hearing with faith, by hearing uh, the gospel?" And obviously what Paul is telling them here is that, well, uh, they believe it's in the gospel by hearing. They've heard the good news of Christ Jesus. It's not something that they've done themselves. They've heard and then they have been stirred up and then now they obey. He says, are you so foolish? The Holy Spirit's begun this work in you. And now are you going to be perfected and, and, or sanctified by the works of your own flesh? And if you think that, Paul says, well, then you are foolish. Because that is not what is happening. You can turn to James encouraging the, uh, uh, the church. Remember, after the uh, Jerusalem, uh, the church in Jerusalem, they, they were scattered And what does he say? He says, well, if you lack wisdom, let him ask. God gives generously to all without reproach, and it will be given to them. uh, Wisdom will be given. Remember, wisdom isn't about intellect here. Um, He says in in James 3, he says, wisdom, uh, it's from from above, it's it's pure, it's uh, it's about peace, it's gentle, it's open to reason, it's full of mercy. We realize there what James is talking about them receiving is the gifts of the, the, the Holy Spirit that's the fruit of the Spirit that they are now receiving that they are now bearing that's that wisdom and he says well where's this come from and obviously well the, the, the gifts of the Holy Spirit is, is, is a gift from God it's not something that you yourself have um, brought into existence can you do this? James says it's coming from God. It's not from you. You you, you can't work this out. You can't work for it, no matter how good you are, no matter how disciplined you are, no matter how you you try. It's it's not something that you can do. It's something that's that's given to you. It's something that's given to you. That's what he says. He says, ask, and it will be given to you. And so, therefore, all of this is, is coming to us by, by faith. Uh, we, we turn back to uh, uh, Hebrews 11, and where we realize without faith it is impossible to, to please God. Because what you do, your works, your actions, that cannot please God because you're not perfect. We don't have enough obedience in you. Sin is in your life. And so therefore, how can we please God? Well, it's by faith. And Paul reminds us, as he? he says, walk by faith. Walk by faith, by the Holy Spirit, and you will not fulfill the lust of the flesh. Walk by faith. And so therefore, we ask, well, what, whose strength are you working, living in? Where are you looking? And we, we have the, the psalmist, mean, some trust in horses, some trust in chariots, but we put our trust in the name of the Lord. And so scripture always is pointing you to Christ, in Christ alone. The power of his, his, the Holy Spirit working in you. So therefore, when we look back to sanctification, it's not about you. It's not your process. It's God's process working in you. And we know that uh, the sanctification process will never be uh, worked out fully in, in, in this life. There will be sin uh, remaining. Uh, and so therefore, as, as Paul says, we just have this ongoing war, don't we? ourselves against our old flesh flesh against the spirit the spirit against the flesh it's that war that we are in it's that war that we are fighting the power of the spirit uh, sanctifying us but our flesh wanting to 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 rebel and, and go against that process of the holy spirit working in us just fighting back and forwards But what is happening is, as we are uh, given that faith and the work of the Holy Spirit uh, sanctifying us more and more, we we, we have that greater dependence on our Lord Jesus Christ. Our faith is increased that's that, that process of sanctification, that, that war that is being, being fought. So remember that uh, Paul tells us, doesn't he? He says, why, why is it that I'm just caught in sin? Why is it that I, I, the things I don't want to do, I'm doing? And uh, we see that struggle that he has, maybe just stuck in uh, uh, and sin, and we I need to be pulled out of, of that deep, miry pit. And so therefore what we do is we, we move on then and we, we say this is a work of the Holy Spirit, this work of the Holy Spirit, working that process out in you. And then you realize that this is uh, we're not on, you're not on your own. This is what we pray for, isn't it? That, that unity of spirit that we have in the heart of this congregation here in, God, in God's church. You're not on your own. To some extent, that's why we have uh, church discipline, but that's also why we have uh, our, our brother, our brethren beside us, so that when we do fall into that sin, they, they lovingly come alongside us and say, no, this is not right. God is working in you this process of sanctification. It's this work of God uh, and and the church has, has is is it plays that that part in that to uh, uh, to be the one that we use the word discipline, but it's that's good, isn't it? That someone is there looking out for you when you're falling into sin and you're succumbing to temptation. To have one who's walking beside you, members of your own fellowship, to come and remind you that God is of peace, of sanctifying you wholly, and that he will do it for faithful faithless he that has called you. We turn to, uh, to, to, to see this so much, where we, we see it, don't we, in Ephesians 4, verse 11, where Paul is talking about what the Holy Spirit has, has given the church. And the Holy Spirit has given the church, the uh, apostles and prophets and evangelists and shepherds and teachers, and the Holy Spirit has given them that, uh, that understanding, that, that, that wisdom, that they may uh, study God's word and they may preach it, that the people may be fed and nourished. That the, the saints are equipped for the work of the ministry, for the building up of the body of Christ. And so we see here, don't we, this is something that's happening, not within you, but it's something that's happening from, from with. He's, he's giving uh, and gifting men to uh, preach the word of God, that the saints may be equipped as they do the work, that the body may be built up, that they may have that, that unity of faith, that knowledge of the, the Son of God. So they have that, that fullness of Christ within them, that they are stirred up, that the brethren are stirred up. And so that therefore as a church, as a, as a local body of, of believers, um, by the power of the Holy Spirit, we see that work that is going on, not from within us, that we, we cannot do that it's a work of God through, through his Holy Spirit that God has provided his word that the church may be equipped and built up and be encouraged that that sanctification process may be worked out so brethren remember that this is a work that is happening together growth together one body, uh, many parts, and the, therefore the body can, can grow, can be built up in, in, in brotherly love. Love God, love one another, now, that ultimate obedience that you've been called to, to love God, to love others, and so what we see here when, when, when Paul is talking to the Ephesians, he's saying, well, the Holy Spirit comes. You hear the word that has been preached through men who have been e- equipped and uh, through the power of the Holy Spirit, and your being is sanctified through that. And therefore, as a church, you'll be, you'll be built up, you'll love God, and, and your capacity to love God will be increased, your faith Will be increased and we will love God more. Why? Well, because He loved us first. We love because He loved us first. And so, therefore, uh, for the festival and icons here, they'll be encouraged to be thinking, well, When they think, well, are we doing the right thing? Have we done enough? Are we working hard enough? Are we gathering together enough? Are we praying enough? Are we reading the scriptures that they had enough? But what Paul is saying, what James is saying, act like you believe. But it's not. It's thing isn't it? it's not act or that you believe. it's act. it's not it's not act to prove your standing. It's not works to prove who you are. It's what you do because God has loved you, to out of out of him working out that sanctification in you that you then are stirred up to do the works that God has called you to do, to, to walk by obedience, to walk by faith, that you love God more and love uh, okay. your know, fellow man, your neighbor as yourself. And then when you do fall into that sin, well, what do you do? You, you, you repent and you, you have that faith in God and you, you confess. And you remember it's God's uh, um, Holy Spirit God through his Holy Spirit and the power of his Holy Spirit that the church is there to build one another up to restore one another and so we see this, this work of sanctification that God does in uh, his people through his church we're remembering that promise that God has made Well, that if he started the work in you then he's going to continue to Working you to in that process by means of what his word that is preached by men who have been equipped by the Holy Spirit through the power of his church, and therefore, what happens when you have that greater joy, you have greater dependence upon him, you uh, you, you want you, you have that greater love for God and for others, and yes, you will struggle, you will. Uh, fail at times. As Paul says, you'll be uh, um, doing things that you don't want to be doing and not doing the things that you want to be doing or you should be doing. One day when uh, we reach uh, uh, glorification and that battle will be ended. What Paul is saying to the Thessalonians here, just Be encouraged, take heart every day knowing that God is the one who will do it. God is the one who is working in you. So therefore, look to the means that he has provided to see you through that process. His word, his word, contained in the scriptures of the Old and the New Testament. So therefore, the Holy Spirit, God's Holy Spirit comes upon you and sanctifies you. The Holy Spirit works in you. And so therefore, we, we think, okay, well, what, what, what am I to do then? As I said at the beginning, to obey God, to love him, to, to love one another. And remembering, as he says there, to, to, to trust that he who began a good work in you We'll see it through to completion. And as a church, we gather together to come on the Lord's Day, to come to the, to the prayer meetings, to hear his word, to, to, to minister together, to, to have that love of the saints being built up uh, together, that you will then uh, reach out for and care for uh, those who are lost until you wait for that final uh, glorification when you will be transformed into his image and you're in the new heaven, the new earth. And so, therefore, to finish, you, you trust. Who do you trust in? You trust in the power of the Holy Spirit. Trust that he is working in you to complete what he has started faithful is he that calleth you who also will do it the one who will sanctify you holy let's pray uh, lord god we come to you this night and this is such a what should be such a simple uh, understanding for us to uh, to see that you are the one who uh, works um, uh, in us, that sanctification process, and Lord God, there is so much of us who uh, we want to uh, do it for ourselves, to take the credit for ourselves, to uh, blame ourselves even uh, when it doesn't, isn't working how we think it should be working, and, uh, and Lord, we, we pray that we would see that you are the one who is working in us that process of sanctification. Uh, that he who has started that work will complete it, that he will do it, as we've been reading here in uh, Thessalonians, Thessalonians. And, Lord God, we pray that we would, uh, by the faith that you have given to us, be obedient to you. That's what you've called us uh, to do, to receive, to accept, to, to rest in, and then be stirred up and be obedient to your call upon our lives Uh, we pray that you would uh, stir us up those who know you but for those who don't we pray that uh, they this night would come to know you and be able to uh, have that peace with you lord god rather than be enemies of you this night in jesus name we pray Amen. Amen. amen We conclude our prayer meeting with Psalm sixty three. Psalm sixty-three, the first eight verses. Psalm sixty-three, Lord, thee my God, I early seek, my soul doth thirst for thee, my flesh longs in a dry parched land wherein no waters be, that I thy power may behold, and brightness of thy face, as I have seen thee heretofore within. Uh, thy holy place. The first eight verses of Psalm 63 to the Lord's praise. Lord thee my God I will early seek. Mm-hmm. Lord, thee- of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God our Father, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit, with you all now and forevermore.